What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, All Things Geek. I'm one of your hosts, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Chuck Nally. Hello. And Josh Barnett. <laughs> That's the silencer. Uh, you guys missed out on the better opening. Yeah, it would have been better if I had gone with the plug. Get, 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 get. You should just done it again. Stop changing that a different <laughs> fucking picture of Ezra Miller. God, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. He's gonna break into your house and steal your shit and threaten to kill you. He does that. He gonna kill me. Also, you... that's the grenade launcher. <laughs> so I was also reading this the other day, hearkening back to the first show where we just talked about Ezra Miller for a while. What a shit show they are. Um, Remember when he went like made this real threatening video about the KKK in North Carolina? Who? Ezra Miller. He had a real threatening. Oh yeah, he threatened them. He's basically like, "Come at me" or whatever. There's evidently no evidence of a active KKK claim, <laughs> and the one he was talking about. Like, as as a man who was born in the great city of Charlotte, North Carolina, there is one hundred percent an active KKK. But like, I'm sure. Yes, sadly, probably in every state. Yes, uh, but there was like nothing happening. Like there was no reason for this. Like nothing prompted this. They Are you proclaiming that Ezra Miller virtue signaled? I I don't like that term at all because I don't understand it. But thirsty. Yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> Your thumb's weird. It hurts a lot. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. So, uh, not on your thumb. <laughs> well, then I my <laughs> fucking pastimes are done for the night. Go on. Uh, you know. You sleep with your thumb in your butt? Is that what you're <laughs> getting to? What position would that be? It depends on the night. Depends on the thumb. It depends. Sure. On, you know what? You're right. Is hey! Thumb kind of night, Josh? I mean, I mean, <laughs> usually the sixth of the month, it might be. Wake up, get up, it's the sixth of the month. So grab your thumbs and come on. God, I love both thugs. I mean, they're fucking great. I'm sure they'll play at your daughter's birthday party. <laughs> I mean, they'll never, pe- they'll, they'll never top Bone and Biggie, but you know. Bone and Biggie, Biggie. Bone and Biggie, Biggie. Let's ride. I like all Bone Thugs. I will see them at the crossroads. Uh, that's where you won't be lonely. That's true. Let's well, not about what we're watching. We bullshitted for the first show. It's like, let's get down to business. Brass tacks, if you will. That's right. Let's talk about what we're watching. Let's do Keeper Cut with some new show premieres. And there's some big ones. We got some big names out there. Let's start off. <laughs> uh, one fitting for us. It touches on TV and video games. Let's talk about Halo. All right. Paramount Plus. Uh, I Showtime. Uh, big budget show. Highly anticipated for a long time. I'm sorry. Is it, is it Pablo Shriver? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes so much fucking sense. Okay. When he took his helmet off, I was like, he looks like he should be the fucking guard at the Orange is the New Black. It turns out. Because he is? I hate this. He show. was. You don't like Halo? I truly hated the premiere of this show. Um, I thought it was bad fan fiction. 
Um, and I, I love the Halo universe. I know I'm a Sony fan more than I am anything else, but like, I truly love the Halo universe. I thought every aspect of it, especially the fact that they did the Doom 2006 first person with the reticle view, like every aspect of that opening action sequence should have been so awesome. And I hated every second of it. Oh, I love the action. I thought it was badass. It was like perfect. Yeah, it, it felt very much like a 2007, 2008, like YouTube. Look what we can do with After Effects, like fan edit of a show. And it, it disappointed me Damn. so much earlier today. People I had a lot of fucking money in 2007. I, <laughs> I understand that the effects, of money behind it. the effects are better than they would have been, but I actually don't think they're very good. I think the CG is incredibly suspect. I actually think of the two big shows, both of those shows have incredibly suspect CG this this uh, week. I, I thought just, I thought it was my word was rough around the edges for that. Like I think there are moments where it certainly does. I mean, I'm like, oh, that was that was very very CG. But I do think like some stuff is really good. I think the Covenant looked great. They yeah, look awesome. I just, yeah, I, 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 trust me, this breaks my heart, dude. I've been ready for a fucking Halo movie show, whatever, for twenty years. Like I. I understand I'm not the biggest Xbox fan now, but Halo 1, 2, 3, and ODST are, like, some of my favorite games ever. I fucking love those games. Um, Story-wise, they are pulling much more from the expanded, like, books for the way they feel. Because, like, I mean, it's been the big ordeal about him taking off his helmet. But, like, in the books, that happens all the time. We've just never visually seen it before. And I expected it ever even before it was announced because it's a TV show and it really helps you connect with characters to see people's faces. Uh, and yeah, this is something I thought would happen all along. Uh, that part doesn't bother me at all. Have you guys watched the second episode? I'm assuming Josh did, and I'm assuming you were just no, out on yeah. it. Second uh, episode, it wasn't that I was out on it. It was just that um, in the middle of watching it, I decided to cook a meal and cut off my finger. Um, so I couldn't watch the second episode. The second episode, you may actually like it more. It's way more like world building and story uh, and like grounded, like him talking, like he's on, he's in a like asteroid, like little colony hiding away, figuring out his next move, meeting an old friend. You kind of see some flashbacks of young John, uh, and establishing relationships and stuff like that. It's way more TV story building and less, you know, over the top. Uh, stuff which I liked in the first episode. I liked the second episode, but it was a very different feel to it. Did am I crazy to feel like the hyper ultra violence just felt try hard a little bit? Like I'm not trying to find the bad thing, but like it was just like Halo for its successes and faults. Yes, it's a mature rated franchise, but it has never been like a Mortal Kombat mature rating, right? Like it has always been like you're shooting things with guns, so we're gonna call this an M rating. But like this introduces action in this episode, and the first thing they do is blow a person into actual dust and blood gore. Like it felt over the to me, it felt over the top, which which de- it depresses me because I want to be gushing about this show. We've waited so long for it. I like that part, but what surprised me is JLo watched it begrudgingly and actually was a pretty big fan of it. JLo liked it too. Yeah, Kristen liked it quite a bit. Um, I, I mean, know, I know I'm in the minority. No, you're not. No, I mean, it's it's most, pretty split. I think a lot of Halo, like like tr- my son Trey, is a Halo nut. Like he's read all the books, he's played all the games several times. 
Uh, he did not like this show. Um, like he was like, did they just say that Miranda Keys is Captain Keys and uh, Halsey's yeah, the daughter? daughter? Yeah. No, I, I didn't even. Like, yeah, they did. He's like, that really I didn't what they happen. Said? I was like, man, you read the books? They were like together all the time getting these kids. And also, spaceship. Of course, they're gonna, you know, throw down. I like that this is completely separate. Like they're taking a lot of inspiration from the books. There's this misquote going around that like they are ignoring the games. It's not true at all. Everybody that worked on the show was required to play every mainline game. Um, but they're just doing a different story. And I could totally. I mean, in a way, that is fan fiction. So I could kind of see why why maybe it hit you that way, Josh. But yeah, for me, for me, it works. I, I like it. Is it going to be? Like, my number one show, or maybe even... I mean, it may not even be a top ten show for me, but I, I, it does work. It's something I, I do enjoy. Um, and, and I don't begrudge anyone who feels that way. I started it today with high expectations off of your um, suggestion and off of your, like, in, like, excitement around it and, like, not feeling like, you know, our friend Eric, who felt like he wouldn't call it, you know, quote-unquote good... But like, yeah, it just like something about everything just hit me in a way like I'm going to watch the second episode. I'm going to watch more of it. Um, I want to support Paramount Plus because they're giving me all of my favorite things except for this. So like I want to watch their content in general. But yeah, uh, if you if you want more Star Trek, you got to watch Halo. (laughs) I'm getting strange new worlds. Yeah, this this, this show had to have cost them a fortune they put a shit ton of money behind it and it is i mean it immediately eclipsed star trek as sad as that makes me to hear like it was their most watched premiere their most watched show like oh it's yeah they it's need, not even fucking they need a hit like this i just i wish that it vibed they've more already started it. playing a season two i think i'm sure they have i mean yeah, they it's got picked up for season two already yeah Here we go so, i mean this is this this is technically not the Spielberg project, right? This is just what would have been on Showtime that has now been pivoted to Paramount. Yeah, it still has Showtime's name on it in the credits. It even. does. The credits are great. Um, boy, I would have used that music. That that was my yeah, biggest gripe. That was, with it. I was, that like, was literally what I was about to say. Is I wish that first episode really would have had a. Dun, 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 dun. It's the only that it had the Channing Monks. It did have the Channing Monks at the end, um, which was great. I wanted the opening credits to be just the oh, oh like, yeah, or yeah, give me the action. Huh? It's a good song though. It's not bad. I just wanted like I uh, something that big. I I really wanted like one of the two like Halo themes that I, knew, I mean, that I knew to hit. But I mean, I get it. I've been the loudest person around about how much that like I think Uncharted looks like a perfectly fine movie, but it's very frustrating that they didn't use the Uncharted theme in any of the fucking materials, and they did that dumb Led Zeppelin song instead. Like, I I agree. It makes me so fucking mad. Like, did you music? No, I want to. Um, it hasn't shown yeah. up on Plex yet, sadly. I um, really, I really want to see that movie. I heard it's it's good. Like, is everyone it great? Know, no. Everyone I know, but Boone. Uh, has really had a lot of fun. Like they really enjoyed it. Like, you just have to get past the fact that yeah, he's not the Nathan Drake I expected to be. But you know what, Nathan Fillion isn't twenty five years old anymore. So that's correct. He's a he he he's a bigger book guy now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move. As big as this castle days. No, no, he's not. Let's move on. But quick. Uh, so short leash for you, or go ahead and cut, Josh. Very short leash. One more episode. Keep Chuck. Yeah. 
keep for me as well. Uh, has anyone watched any of the Apple shows outside of me? No, I really wanted to watch the uh, Gary Oldman one, though. Slow Horses, let's talk about it. Uh, it's dope. It's so good. Oh, dude, I should have watched that. Damn. So it's a little slow, but it's also, there's like some dark uh, dark humor worked in, especially Gary Oldman. Um, so Slow Horses is a British show. Um, it's about, basically, it's a place called the Slow House, or Slough House is how they say it. Um, and it's so basically... a show called Slough Horses? It's not, because they actually spell it completely different. Um, Slough that- Horses! All right. <laughs> Slough House is a place where you're basically disgraced MI5 agents get relegated to to that basically they can't fire but they like get punished and get put there and you stay there and just toll your career away. Um, we open up with a, se- with, with a whole sequence of like what is the main character of the show uh, as far as the younger agent. Uh and how what happens like what he fucks up the mission and everything and says the same way he goes there gary gary oldman is like the director of slough house and they have this ragtag group of people there and over the course of the whole show you see a couple of of them of like what they did wrong how they got sit there and i'm assuming throughout the season you're gonna like meet more of the background of the other people there but the guy that gets sent there is actually like a good agent. He just fucked up and he like will not give up trying to work on big cases. And he stumbles into kind of getting involved with a bigger case and he's investigating and they are slowly getting pulled into, uh, they have to be used by MI five and they are going to, but basically because if they fuck up, they can be pretty much thrown under the bus. And we go from there. Gary Oldman's a huge dick. Like he just acts like he doesn't want to be there. And he's an asshole to all of them. But, like, we also, he also shows signs of, like, he does fucking like, actually care about them, but he just acts like an asshole, and that's how he shows it. Uh, I'm a sucker for, like, this is a spy show, like, through and through, and I'm a sucker for, like, spy stuff. And I, so I had that. I had Gary Oldman, a little bit of humor here and there. I, I, I was a big fan of this show. I'm a sucker for cornrows. I mean that'll happen, but it's a that. it's a keep for me. Uh, I I do think I think you probably would both like this. Uh, Chuck would definitely like it. Uh, I think I think you'd like it though, Josh. But those kind of shows are like hit or miss for me. Like Jack Reacher hit really hard in the first season, and Reach. It's a completely different show than Reacher, and Reacher is like way more like high spot badass than this show is. Yeah, but like I mean, so did. Um... Jack Ryan, like those kinds of like spy, like action, but not action shows like they can hit for me super hard and then they can also fall completely flat. So this is way more spy craft uh, and like falling leads than it is like action spots. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I liked it a lot. I'm excited Uh, for it. uh, Other Apple shows. uh, I watched most of one episode of Pachinko. Um, a Korean show that picked up by Apple getting a lot of uh, praise uh, critically. It, no, it's not for me. <laughs> uh, it's it, and I don't, I don't. I'm just not in a place right now where I want to read a lot of subtitles. So you can get it dubbed, but it's not a great dubbing in English. God damn you! Uh, God dang! 
fucking trash can, man. Um, it's not great. And it, it's so Pachinko is a story of basically a Korean family. And it, it's a story about four different generations that you see at all different times and like how one led into what you're seeing with the other ones. It's a well made show, uh, obviously involving like them finding wealth through Pachinko machines. I was so, going to ask what so, the name meant. So Konami, I guess. Um, but I, it was slow, and there's just too many other shows. It was well made, and I respect it, but I, I dropped it real fast. And don't recommend it to either one of you. Uh, and I'm going to go and finish out. Go ahead and finish out Apple while we're on it. Uh, I also started. We crashed, uh, which is a um, a look at the real life uh, uh, WeWork uh, debacle from a few years ago. Um, it's about, it's starring Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Um, do you guys know what WeWork is? Uh, -uh. so it's a company that still exists, but at the time it was one of the biggest IPOs ever, uh, IPO initial public offering. So when they were going to go public, uh, they got a valuation of 47, uh, or $49 billion. Um, and, but Along with when you go public, you hit scrutiny, and sometimes it was the biggest drop from a initial from the IPO number to what its base was like in history, and it's mainly because of like the founder, which is the guy Jared Leto plays, was not full of shit, but he was way over propping it, and it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, and he was like burning cash, uh, and he was a he had a genuinely good idea. And which is why the company still exists. And this is about like his kind of like rise to this and how he founds WeWork and like then how he flames out. Um, and a lot of it has to do with like him and Anne Hathaway like become this like codependent toxic couple that think that they're like demigods basically. Um, it, it's weird, but it's really good. So WeWork is a company that is in, you still see in big cities, and it's still they made. I looked it up. They made almost three billion dollars last year. Um, you see it in big cities because it's basically a community workspace. It's a they make a high end like community workspace that you rent desks at, and like if you're a small company that doesn't want to pay for all of your office, like they have desks and phones and everything available for you, and you rent out space. But it's also like they have like there's beer on tap there. There's ping pong and pool tables. And it's basically a large networking space that you can also go get your job done at. Uh, it's a very cool. It, what, he had a genuinely good idea that has actually, it's in 38 countries. It does actually work. It just not what he said it was, or was he a good steward of the company? Um, and it's, it's just all about his downfall. I've, I watched the pilot of it. I wasn't thinking I was going to like it, but actually, so there's a lot of like, startup and like uh tech uh shows right now there's also the uh, uh super pumped like about uber and uh the dropout uh is on hulu right now uh which i think we talked about uh there's a lot of shows like this going it's weird but uh this is actually pretty good i actually might finish this i think i'm gonna put it on a on a key for right now it was uh pretty solid it's we were talking about this in the group there that jared leto is hit or miss i don't think he's a bad actor i just think he's an insane person and if he doesn't have good writing like he dives really deep into shitty 
writing and it comes across as comically bad. Yeah. Um, he has a weird accent in this, but he is pretty good. And I think Anne Hathaway is a solid actress, too. She does fine in this. So, uh, overall, yeah, it, pretty solid show. All right. Smoking hot, I think, anyway. Hathaway? Yeah. I think she's really hot. And they, like, kind of try to, like, play her down a little bit in this, and she's still hot. Uh, kind of hotter, you know what I mean? Yeah. Josh, I don't think that this is one for you, uh, Toss up for you, Chuck. If this would be something you're into, like it's not. If you're pressed for time, this is not one that I'd be like, yeah, you've got to watch this. But like, if you're looking for a show, yeah, you might, you might like this. All right. Uh, uh, let's talk about something I've waited on since the first year of the podcast. DMZ. <laughs> this one I watched. Uh, it was made as a miniseries uh, for HBO. Not as an ongoing series on sci-fi as they tried to do like seven years ago. Right. Uh, probably, if put on the spot right at this moment, my second favorite gra- graphic novel series uh, behind uh, behind Why the Last Why Man. Why the Last Man? Yeah. Uh, and disc and discounting the fact, like, if you want to count like all the tie-in gunslinger stuff for Dark Tower, yeah, sure, uh, but. That's I almost count that as a complete separate thing, but uh, yeah, it's probably this or no, it's DMZ. I I fucking love this book. Uh, so they made the show, and I'm curious, what did you think about it, uh, Chuck? It's all right. There's a lot of stuff in it to not like. Did you read the book? I did not. Okay. It doesn't fucking matter. Because uh, that was going to be my question. It's not the book. So you don't sound um, super enthused with it either. There's a, a lot of overacting in this. Um, they try to explain things with flashback and exposition, but it's not. It didn't work on me. I got very disinterested within the first like 10 minutes of this show. So I like it. Um but nothing that you said was wrong. It is, <laughs> it is very overacted. Uh, I can't forget the name of the actor, but the guy that plays like the leader in the DMZ, um, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Holy shit, he's fucking going for it, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I was like, good lord, dude. And that is actually a character from the book. Uh, the main character in the book is named Maddie Roth and is one of my favorite literary characters of all time. And they just cut him out. He, he does not exist in this world. They created a character for Rosario Dawson, which is fine. She's hot. She is hot. I, do, I don't understand. They said they tried to update it for the modern world. I'm like, it's a futuristic story that takes place in a civil war in the United States. All right, so... I, I digress. If you don't know what DMZ is, uh, it is the story that takes place in the, in the 2020s when a civil war broke out in the United States. There are the free states of America, which takes basically takes place take took over all of Western most of the United States. Actually, there is a large demilitarized zone, which is DMZ, uh, which is uh, the basically the island of Manhattan uh, and some outgoing stuff and then everything to the east of that is the United States including evidently some according to the show parts of Europe but I don't think that was part of the book um, and 
it's a fucking standoff. And in the book, Maddie Roth is a reporter that basically looks to getting to go into the DMZ and through circumstances makes connections and becomes a voice for the DMZ. And there is a lot of subtle, nuanced stories that are told, including corruption of Maddie's. He goes along and then him finding his way. And then like halfway through the books, they stopped focusing on Maddie for a while. And for years, they focused on all the side characters and told their stories before finally going back to Maddie and finishing the story. It's a beautifully told story. It tells both sides very well. You hit both sides of how socially and in, just stuff would affect, you know, both what I mean, I, you would almost call a loyalist of like the regular like United States versus uh, the uh, the the rebels versus the people stuck in the DMZ, and they're all kind of they all have good points, but they're also all kind of shitty. And uh, how it devolves, like it's a very new nuanced social and political commentary that I just couldn't get enough of. And like they're gonna tell all of that of I mean, I think there's like seven hardback books it takes to do all the dmz comic episodes and they made a four episode miniseries about it and took out the heart and soul of it and made up their own character and i get they nailed some of what they're supposed to do with her of like what she stands with it's just rosario dawson is a nurse that is trying to get in the dmz because she lost her son on like the day when like Manhattan, or manhattan shut down and like they got separated she got out he didn't she's been trying to her like years to get back yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense um i do like what's going on they uh the the chinese boss whose name i can't remember is played by uh uh the guy from banshee that we love um titus Oliver. oh that's uh no his his name on the show is job yeah on banshee yeah um I can't remember his name. He does a good job, except for like, in the book, he's an old man, not like this young guy. But I always like that guy. There's elements I like. It's just, I don't think this show necessarily even had to be called DMZ. Like They just made their own thing. and It's a keep for me. I, I feel like I'm committed. I've got three episodes left, so why not? And I wanted this forever, so I'll finish it out. But man, I just, I feel like I also still have never got the show that I wanted almost a decade ago man like when i um i'm cutting this but uh just because there's so much tv there's mm-hmm. so much tv there's a lot of tv and we're it's all out, most of it's good we're coming out of pandemic tv is back <laughs> dmz is not gonna make the cut man i i went in because i you know i keep my list on one note and I went ahead and I put Keep next to it because I was like, I'm going to like this. I like Rosario Dawson. Evan loves the graphic novel. He won't shut the fuck up about it. It's going to be good. Ten minutes in, I was like, oh, nah, I got to change this. Not good. I'm time for this bullshit. Yeah, I get it. Like, I don't blame you at all. Did anybody write names on a wall that they kill in the – Okay. No. Can he have like a piece of paper or that character doesn't exist in the book. Good. Because he kind of sucks too. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Did you watch it's a keep for me, but I'd get it. Did you watch the girl from Plainville? No. I didn't either. I I watched the preview. I was like, you know what? I just can't. <laughs> I I just don't wanna. Uh I love it. 
Let's talk about Moon Knight. Okay. Let's get Josh in here. Yep. Uh, bad CG that you were talking about, Josh? Yeah, there's a lot of Those dogs suck. CG moments in the first episode of this show. I wouldn't say a lot, but I saw some spots. Those dogs looked horrific. Um, I thought there was, yeah, multiple moments where I was just like, like I didn't affect my enjoyment of the show. I do think this is good. I, this is the least bought in to a Marvel show that I've been in the first episode um, so far. I just don't know the character of Moon Knight, so I don't really know that I love the direction of the show so far. They're really committing to, like, starting at the beginning and giving you, like... A lot of exposition and world building for Moon Knight. I was surprised at how much they did. Like, we didn't see Moon Knight until the last second of the show. Yeah. Um, specifically, the car chase scene down the side of the mountain was the like suspect CG part. Specifically, like, oh, I like that, that part. man. I, it was a cool shot sequence, and I love the way they're like switching back and forth between his conscious self and his unconscious self. But like. When he's driving down the side of that mountain and he like swerves out of the way of that lumber truck, the CG of the other car hitting it was just like, oh, that was that doesn't make sense for the multi-billion dollar company that is Sony. I mean, uh, Disney, but it's an interesting show. Um, Oscar Isaac is acting his ass off in it. Oscar Isaac's very good in it. Awesome. He is not British. He's the compelling part. No. Um, he's the compelling part of this show so far. And Ethan Hawke is, is interesting for sure. But like, I need to see the episode that came out today to like be able to judge further. Cause I was immediately in on the other shows, but admittedly the other shows were all established Marvel heroes that we've seen yeah. before. Yeah, this is, this is groundbreaking for Marvel, uh, as far as character introductions are concerned. Uh, I don't know anything about Moon Knight either. I've just seen pictures of him. and was like, eh, that's a Batman ripoff. Evan said, no, he's not. I never listened to him. I watched the show. I think it's awesome. I really like it so far. I, I like the, uh, the, the depth of character that they're building to begin with in this first episode was excellent. It was a very smart way to do this, I thought. Uh, just getting, you know, the the rigmarole of this loser Steven's day-to-day life, but, you know, he sleepwalks and all this kind of stuff with the tape and the sand and the shackles and whatnot. And then, you know, he starts blinking in and out, and then he winds up, like, in a field and wherever with his jaw out of whack. Two days later, comes back. You know, it's just really, really well thought. Now, some of the CG stuff... I'll agree with you, Josh. It, like the rat, like when he turns, he was turning into Moon Knight in the bathroom, and the wrappings were going around his body. I was like, mm. but, but that—I will say that introductory itself, shot of him. The was, story itself, to me, so far, top notch. I'm with I, you. I told you I, he's not like Batman. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> there in not. a lot of ways. I really, I still do like this show. It's just like it's not appointment viewing for me the way the other shows have been, um, just because I don't. Like I said, I don't know the character super well, so it's it's not established what? for me to be like, I agree. Um, I'm in because right now I'm in because I can am consistently thinking that, you know, the Black Knight or Blade eventually shows up in this show, which is a possibility. Um, but could I also be. could totally see them keeping it 100 percent separate, which would be fine. Um, it is this it is a sliver on the good side versus 
a hundred percent on the bad side of the Tom Hardy Venom dynamic. Um, him, Steven talking to Mark and talking to whatever the entity is that is Moon Knight in his head, the like disembodied voice is still good, but reminds me a lot of the Venom talking in Tom Hardy's head, which is bad in every iteration of that movie. But that's the writing that's bad. It is. It oh. is. And that's what I'm saying. It is this side. Like it is still on the good side, but I could totally see it if it goes on for too long and becomes too because it's really the only comic relief of the show. Um, if it tries to to veer into being that comic relief, I could see me turning on that aspect. Well, right now, I still enjoy Steve, it. Steven, his personality, Steven, will always be the comic relief because he's just like a, a goof. Um, uh, to me, that like if that comes off as more relatable and sad than it does comic relief to me. Like him being stood up or not stood up, but like thinking he's being stood up and, you know, the a bit overly aggressive reaction of the girl when he calls her and like like that is more sympathetic protagonist than it is comic relief protagonist to me. And hey, sadness can be funny. <laughs> I wouldn't laugh any other way, Chuck, in my life. But um I, yeah, to wah, me it's wah. just like they're they're definitely like they're leaning more toward like the moments where is isn't it F. Murray Abraham who does the voice of Moon Knight? I didn't know that, but that makes sense. Like, it, it very much is like that. Calling him the idiot is back, or the the idiot is in control again. Like, it's very much like a you know Venom putting down Eddie Brock, yeah. but it's just hey, not get your like it is in those movies. I get your point, and I don't think it will be. I do think I, have, from what I understand, the second episode is also not like it's still staying pretty slow, which means they're going to pack a lot into the second half of the show. It's only six episodes, yeah. so after today, we got four left. So if it is indeed still pretty slow, then I expect a wild ride to end this because Moon Knight get they can tell some crazy ass stories with this, and I'm with Chuck fully. I love what they're doing for building the character. The the design of the the Egyptian gods showing up in the world is fucking awesome. Like mm-hmm. whatever god they're showing, fucking um, I I don't know if it's a meat or if it's somebody different, but like is awesome. The idea of like them walking around in the world and like him. The bouncing back and forth between conscious and unconscious states of reality is... Is it a meat really or a met? Maybe it's a met. Yeah, I think it's a met. A met is... M-M-I-T, so for me, I would have pronounced it a meat, but I'm not Egyptian, so... A met is going to... I is pretty sure fueling the bad guy, uh, which is Ethan Hawke, who I actually have no idea who he's playing uh, as far as char- comic character. He's uh, an interesting uh, character, at least. Yeah, I... I, I agree with that. I mean, and of course, Noshu is who will matter to uh, Moon Knight. Like that's I prefer, his. I prefer Tushu. That's that's his his shtick. Is like Noshu is he power given mystical powers by the the like kind of forgotten? You know, he's talking about. He's like, hey, there's nine of this like pantheon. Noshu is one of them of like the kind of the forgotten ones, and he is the god that gives him his powers or mark specter is a highly schizophrenic trained killer that think has a persona that thinks he's been given a god by the and that's the stick with moon knight we you know they really don't ever go into is he god powered or is he a lunatic that is a fucking beast of a killer and that's why that's why i love the 
the character is like the ambiguity of it. And like so far, they're really leaning into that. So uh, I look forward to it's a keep for me, for sure. I mean, I'm never going to not watch a full Marvel thing. Right? <laughs> like, like we're committed at this point. It would be really difficult for me to come across a show that I hate as much as I could to not want to finish it. Like, um, I'm interested as to like the greater ties to the MCU, if there is any, and it's totally fine if it isn't that, but like, I mean, he's going to be in movies. You don't get Oscar Isaac to not be in the movies eventually. Yeah. I just wonder how this character fits. If not in like an eternal style universe, it fits way more with the Eternals than it does any other part of the MCU. I almost stopped watching Eternals. Does that count as quitting on something? Man, I love that movie. That, that that movie is not good, man. Watch it again. It's I've not watched it three times. Good. I love it. Man, you need to watch other stuff. Or I think, I've seen it twice. I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, about thirty minutes should have been cut from it, but is uh, it thirty yeah, minutes? Uh, you want to talk about bad CG? Ugh. There was some. There was some rough spots in that movie. The little yeah. midget guy at the end in the post credits. Is the Pat worst Oswald? CG in a Marvel thing ever. It's terrible. Pat ah. Oswalt and Harry Styles? No, man. I, it's fine. I do love what all their post credit sets up, both of them, though. Yes, Thanos' brother and fucking Blade. Um, all right, let's move on. Keep for me. Sounds like Keep from Chuck as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick, I'm going to talk about The Outlaws on Amazon. Uh, this is a Chuck-ass show, man. Wait, what's it called? The Outlaws. Tell me about it. So I, that, don't, I don't know anything about it. Uh, the Outlaws it takes place uh, in London. It is about a, uh, a group of people that has to come together uh, to do a community service project to keep from going to jail. They don't know each other. They've all done like small petty crimes. Uh, there is. It's a bit on the nose sometimes, but there's like they even talk about like how there's like. Each person fits the stereotype. Uh, Christopher Walken's in this show, and he's fucking hilarious in it. Uh, he just plays like the dirty old con man. Um, but uh, it's all there's all like very different people, and they have they get sentenced to working on a uh, restoring a rec center, and they have a hundred hours of community service, and all their personalities clash. Um, but during the course of the first episode they come across a duffel bag like completely filled with cash, like life-changing money, and they hide it. Uh, and they're going to keep it, and they get like involved with like a gang whose money that was, that bit, and there's the reason why it's there. Um, and they're going against the law. And it's a, like... I'm going to invoke too much of a positive response, and it's not this. It's a funny, like, drama... Um, and in the way of like only murders in the building, but nowhere close as good as that. No, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I do not set your expectations to that. It's not that, but it is, uh, it is like, you'll like Christopher Walken, the show. Like it's funny. Like there are a lot of funny parts to a drama story that they're telling. Um, I mean, it's not going to be a, I would, I don't think going to be a top 10 show, but it's, it's a certainly worthwhile. It's, it's a, uh, it's a definite keep. Jayla enjoyed it. It's a show that we'll continue to watch. The Outlaws? The Outlaws. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Outlaws. On Amazon. Yes. They make shows every now and then. They do. 
Uh, yeah, I'm it's a liar. It's, the, the Lord of the Rings is the first show, and they fucked it up so bad. What? What? I can't hear jo- talking you to your microphone. I, I'm literally, I'm deep throating my microphone, Chuck. I've been deep throating my microphone the entire time. I want you to go back and listen this to. This helped. I want you to go back and listen to the show. And how see about how now? Yeah. Better? A little bit. I slightly, adjust, let me move the gain a little bit. How about now? Fuck you. Chuck. I, but my bad for caring about the audio quality of a audio podcast. You do a good job, Chuck. You do a good job. Anybody You're a good boy. Listening. You're a good boy. Yeah. The You're a good boy. Chuck, let's, let's talk about Julia. Mike, Josh. What? Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, let's talk about Julia. No, I want to know what Chuck said. What did you say, Chuck? Because I'm, I'm, I'm struggling over here. Make fun of me into your goddamn microphone. Fucking hear it. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm literally talking directly into the microphone. Man, you should drink more whiskey. You're, you're much more tolerable when you're drinking whiskey. I'll be right back. Uh, Chuck, let's talk about, let's talk about Julia, man. Okay. What do you think? It is a delight. Thank you. This was like surprising as shit. I was not expecting because I mean, there's a Julia Child movie with uh, who was it? it? Meryl Streep, Julia and Julia. A couple Mm -hmm. of yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago, and it was good. But I love this show. Like, love this show. It was really good. I think I actually liked it more than Jayla, which was surprising. Like, I think she was a little bored through it, but I just found it... It's a its a delight. Like, she's so nice. It's very well acted. Um, the woman that plays Joey Child is really good. I had seen really good reviews to this, which is why I wanted to make sure and check it out. Um, I don't know if it still is. At the time, it was the only show in the past, like, five years that had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Um, because I, there's nothing I like. I get it if it's not your favorite show, but there's like nothing bad about it. It's well acted. It's good pace. It's a it's like a feel good story. It's got Nigel from Frasier on it. I mean, what else do you want? And it's got uh, Lilith from Frasier and Cheers. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is in a shit ton of stuff, by the way? Kristen watches a bunch of like USA and. Bullshit TV shows that I would never watch, and she's in all of them. Like you don't like Blue it. Skies. Uh, they don't need it. That shit's gone. That's true. Uh, but yeah, if you've never thought that uh, you didn't want to hear Julia Child say, oh, fuck a duck, you're wrong. That's correct. That's awesome. And I laughed and I laughed. Her on the TV with her ass up in the camera, like trying to plug that hot plate in. All of it was good. It's just, it's just well written, man. I like it. Well written, well, well acted. I, I like it quite a bit. I, this is a definite keep for me. Keep for me as well. Keep for me. Uh, keep will be very high on my list next year. <clears throat> not it's for our current year. We run through, uh, run through May thirty first. So when we do awards in August or September, Julia will Hello. be for so the next. Next year's awards. I'm playing. I'm explaining it for the uh, for the Philippines. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. All right, let's talk about our lone returning show that we did. Uh, Atlanta, it's back. Yeah, I meant to watch this today. I'm sad. You motherfucker. 
Chuck? Oh, man, I can't talk about moment of the year. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, please episode avoid one? it. No, it's episode two. They released the first two episodes. The first, all right, so you know how they do like a one-off episode every year that's like really random and not about the main group, or at yeah. least like it's episode one. Like episode one is so fucking random, and it's really good. It's another like they always do some type of social commentary. It's really, it's like makes you think. It's kind of like ugh, like makes you uncomfortable, but it's also still funny. Uh, this. Uh, a little black boy like is pissing off his mom and like the but it's about like black parents discipline like he gets in trouble at school and they come and the the guidance counselor sees like the uh, grandfather and the mother like kind of slap him in the face for acting up and so she calls child services and the mom's like oh you called child services and he's like no and she's like all right get out of (laughs) here and she sends him off and it's about him living with the insane like hippie white family uh, and how all of that is so much worse, and then uh, shenanigans ensue. At some point, he's at a farmer's market holding up a sign that says "Free Hugs," and someone asks if his, if Hugs is his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I absolutely fucking broke. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Oh, Josh gets it. Uh, and then, I totally paid attention. What? Uh, no, I don't want to ruin it for you. If you didn't hear it, then, then you go ahead. But goddamn, it's so funny. And then episode two is a classic Atlanta episode, and we pick up where we left off from last year. But I'm telling you, and I, I can't hype it enough, moment of the year is in episode two of Atlanta, and I won't say anything about it. But I like Invisible Car. It's up there. Ooh. It's right there with Invisible Car. Wow. Your what about uh what about those frat boys uh all naked in front of the Confederate flag while they're all sitting there watching them? I'm telling you, you're not prepared for what this is. <laughs> awesome. I, I can't wait for it to lose to Lady Driver. Lady Driver. Lady Driver. God, it's the best. If that show, if I could bring one show back, it might be that. What was that show called, Evan? <laughs> Trial and error, bitch. God damn it. Ooh. Well, let me text Trey and ask him real quick. Hell no. The apostrophe. That's fair. Uh- all right, finish shows. There's a bunch of shit that I didn't finish because I know you guys weren't going to get around to it yet, but God damn it, watch Station Eleven in Yellow Jackets. Uh, I finished One of Us is Lying and, and Chuck Will too one <laughs> What is it? One of Us is Lying. Oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's been so long since I finished this show. Uh, to be fair, we're all kind of crabbing for the movie awards and game awards that are coming up, so I didn't focus too much on finished shows. I do see one on here that struck me as off the beaten path. Turn it on. Amazing Race, Josh? I love The Amazing Race. I want to I, go on The Amazing Race so bad. This you welcome to me 10 years ago when I, I, I watched it religiously, loved it. only wanted to be on The Amazing Race, but... I, I don't watch it anymore. I don't begrudge you this, but I didn't see this coming. Um, I, so I started watching it when I visited Rob a couple of years back. He and Emily are huge into it, and so we watched like a whole season, basically, um, when I visited him in Portland. Um, I felt this was a at least a semi-noteworthy 
season to talk about because this was the season affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so the about third, I think it was after the third episode when they eliminated their third team. Um, basically, they brought all of the teams together at the end of the the show and basically said, "We're going home." Right. We are suspending the race. We're stopping the race. We're going home. And hopefully if we can get control of this global pandemic, we'll be back and we'll be able to take care of it. And it took 19 months in between them sending these teams home to bringing them back um, and finishing the race. And it did remove some teams like at that point, I think they had. 10 teams left or something like that. And like, I think only six or seven returned. Um, at, at which point they actually brought back two of the eliminated teams from the first three episodes of the season. It was just, it was really interesting and kind of in a weird way. Like when we talk about COVID stuff and we see like the delayed impact of COVID, um, it gets me weirdly emotional and like this season in general and talking about the teams coming back. One of the teams that was eliminated that came back, made it into the final two episodes of the show. Um, they basically just like kept getting like second chance after second chance. Um, it like made me weirdly emotional to watch like the idea of that coming out of this weird haze that we were in for 19, 20 months um, and like being stuck in our home and these people being able to come together. And I also found it like uniquely interesting to kind of ponder which of these teams that didn't come back that were in a good position didn't come back for like political reasons because obviously they were following covid guidelines and being very strict with wearing masks and not using public transportation um probably vaccination at some point was required and um there was a team that was doing very very well in the first three episodes that didn't come back um they were actually the guys that were the subject matter of that Clint Eastwood train soldier movie. Um, like the true story guys were actually like two of the contestants and they didn't come back. And to me, that just screamed like probably hardcore right wing, not wanting to wear masks everywhere. Um, but the show itself, like the season was really good. It was, it was entertaining. Um, I just, can't help but watch this lens and or watch the show through a lens of like how badly would me and my brother do if we were a team on this show um terribly probably but this was the closest a team that i wanted to win from the beginning ended up getting like they ended up being the second team to finish um and it was like heartbreaking because they had such a strong lead in the final episode and then just fucking bit the dust on like the memory challenge that they always do um but this show seems like it would be the most fun to go on, like without question. Just travel the world, do crazy, weird, like culturally based challenges, um, mental and physical testing. And and like I, I thought it was a very fun season to watch and kept me interested for 10 episodes in the middle of the week last week. That's good. No, I like that. I, I like that show a lot. I'm glad somebody's still watching it that I know. Yeah, that I know. Uh, I hope it never goes away. I would watch a season every single year. It never will. It's the 32nd season, and it's only been on the air for like 12 years, so. Oh, it's been on more than that. Maybe. Yeah, like, I, I was watching this in, like, oh, like, oh, eight, uh, and they were a few seasons in. It's been on for a long time. Makes sense, yeah. 
I would totally like with with me getting back in shape. I want to go on it so bad. I would love it. And I can drive a stick now. When I first started watching, I could. And I was like, that's what I can't that's do. That's the thing, right? Like, that's what I keep saying is like, God, I can drive a stick without fucking blinking. Like, give me this shit. I know I can. I know how to read a map. Let me fucking do this. I will dominate this competition. But everybody says that. That's fair. Uh, just let's not talk about Discovery because I will watch it. That's fine. Um, I just didn't see that till today that you had put that on there. Uh, all right. Uh, do we have any movies we want to talk about? Like current movies, 2021 movies we're going to be talking about real soon, folks. I haven't seen anything since, I think, Jackass. We could talk about Jackass again. No. I saw Death on the Nile. I really want to see that. I, 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 I spoke about briefly. So did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't as good as Murder on the Orient Express, but uh, it was fine. Evan, have you watched Fear Street 2 or 3? Yes. 2021 movies, Josh. Have you? I have. I watched 2. I haven't watched 3 yet, but I did watch 2. The best of the trilogy. We talked about this. Yeah, I, was no, gonna say, I, I didn't know he had done that. Yeah, we talked about this on the last TV movie show. Mm-hmm. I think I I think I'd watched it like the day before. Oh, no, we talked about it right before we recorded our video game, so I, we talked about it off air. Um... Yeah, I watched part two. I will. I'm gonna watch part three. I liked it. I still think the best the best death scene is in part one so far, though. The bread slicer. Yeah, it's the bread slicer. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I love those movies. Uh, I saw the Adam Project. Yeah, the Adam Project. I didn't realize we hadn't talked about. It. Oh no, I did talk about it last week. You talked about it. Yeah. I'll back you up and say that this movie is fun as shit. It's great, right? Yeah, I, I had a blast watching that. It was great. I know I will like this movie. Yeah, so I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm still trying to cram in movies from what well, I, I plan on cram, cramming in movies. Zoe Saldana is hot. Yes, she is. It's like a perfectly simplified time travel lore, right? Like, they don't go too deep into it. They just no. scratch the surface and you believe, okay, time travel works that way. Which, There's some over-the-top, you know, villainy kind of scenes, but I, I don't care. I, you know, I'm not there for, like, a, a nuanced, you know, Shakespearean villain or anything like that. I just want to see, like, shit get blown up and have a good time. See a knockoff lightsaber and a couple of smart asses cutting it up. Mark good, Ruffalo. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm a, and I'm a certified Ruffle Bro. So, you know. Yeah, Ruffle Bros. Man, Foxcatcher Fox was so good. Foxcatcher is so good. Foxcatcher is also what Mark Ruffalo calls his chest hair. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. I like it. Uh, all right, yeah. So we haven't got to any other stuff. I was good. I want to watch Deep Water just because I like to watch Anna Darvis not wearing clothes. But uh, oh my god, she's hot. She's was so that, hot. Um, was that last? Oh, year I saw or was no time to die. Oh, that was the twenty twenty one movie. Yeah, it came out like two. Uh, Deep Water came out like two weeks ago. It's on Hulu. Dark water. It's on Hulu. Deep water. Or dark? Is it dark water or deep water? About the like fucking gross ass shit in our water. No, this is Adamus and uh fucking uh. Damon, isn't it? No, it's Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. And just having a toxic fucking relationship. I don't think that's deep water though, is it? It's either deep. Yeah, I I do think it is deep water. Here, I'm looking it up. Dark What's Waters that? is what I'm thinking of, which is the 2019 Mark Ruffalo movie, which is why I thought we were talking about it, about oh. the bleach shit in our water. 
Godfathers. It is deep water, and it's a. It went straight to Hulu. It's currently at a fifty-two on Metacritic, uh, but it it's a sexy thriller, uh, and I will watch anything that's a sexy thriller that's got an Adarmus in it. I, I hear it's about a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs, so it's the Will Smith story. Anyway, um, wow. <laughs> oh, the Matt Damon one is called Stillwater. Yeah, why yeah, why not, are there so many water movies? Too many waters. These days. I need less waters. <laughs> I drink two gallons. That's enough. Uh, yeah, it is a lot of water. Um, yeah, uh, we haven't seen Morbius yet. Don't worry. Me and, me and Josh are going to go soon. Um, so we, we'll be talking about that at some point. I'll catch that shit when it shows up on Plex so that I can ignore it entirely, but at least be able to talk about it as the worst movie of the year. I'm not ditching you. We're, we're going to go. I just I have to point out that Josh is going to go. It's not uh, okay. going to go. I'd rather cut off the rest of my thumb. Okay. Uh, uh, I actually want to see The Lost City. I don't know why, but I do. I don't, but I, I recognize that, the, that it could be an entertaining that the bullet movie. Yeah, with, with, with Chan Man. Man. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I think it looks kind of good. I get it. That's that's a perfectly fine response to that. <laughs> but I mean, All I know, you know what I'm saying? It's been a good start for movies this year, and we're about to go on a hell of a run. We've got Sonic coming out uh, this weekend. Uh, we've got anything, everything, all at once, everywhere, all at yeah. once, whatever it is. I, I'm is very. The movie in the 80s? Uh, I really want to see that movie, and it's reviewing like really fucking well. Um, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that's it. And then a week after that, we've got Fantastic Beast, uh, yeah. which is reviewing okay, uh, but I still want to see it. Uh, the week I'm after sure that, IGN IndieWire jackass. He's also on Rotten Tomatoes under IndieWire, and I don't trust IndieWire. So he gave it a four out of ten, man. <laughs> you know he sucks. Um, I mean, he's not the only one, but there are some good reviews of it. Like I said, it's pretty split. Uh, I don't care. I'll, I'll judge for myself. Uh, and then the week after that is the Nicolas Cage movie, like the massive, the massive the, burden, massive the unbearable talent. weight of massive talent. Yeah, I'm so here for that movie. Oh, is that the one where he plays himself? Yeah, and Pedro Pascal oh, is like obsessed with yeah. him. I want that movie so bad. So yeah, I, like the next three weekends, I'm in for movies. Then we get like a one week break where some bullshit comes out, and then the week after that is Doctor Strange. So like here, yeah, we're back into movie season, folks. There's something else coming out soon that I'm real, real excited about in the next couple of weeks, and I can't remember what it is. But well, we're is gonna wonder what Return of the Truffle Pig Two: The Return of the Truffle. No, pig sucks, man. The fucking world <laughs> lied to me on that shit. Are you are you excited for Ambulance? Yes, I am. A Michael Bay movie with fucking Yahya Abdul Mateen and fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. I watched that movie at some point. I'm not gonna lie. I do want to watch it. I'm not gonna see it in theaters. There's just too much other shit. But I I do want to watch that. All right. So what else? Do we all right. Coming soon. I'm gonna see if I can't figure out what you've got here. Father Stew. With Mark Wahlberg? I mean, I do enjoy me some Marky Mark. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't think that's a movie he's proud of. Uh, he plays a priest. Let's see what we've got. I've never heard of most of these. Uh, oh, The Northman. I actually want to see that's The Northman. The, I think that's the one, The Northman. It looks so fucking good. Yeah, that comes out the same day as The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. 
That's actually pretty stacked. There's also an animated movie I'm pretty excited for that weekend called The Bad Guys. Oh, oh yeah, that's guys. based off the book. Huh? I also really, really, really want to see X. Yeah, that's been out for a couple of weeks now. I want, I've been wanting to see that, too. At this point, I'm probably going to just say that that's going to be a Plex movie one day because I, by the time if if I could go to the movies this weekend, I'm probably going to go see Ambulance. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'll go see I'll either see Sonic or every everything everywhere all at once. On X, or are you just waiting for it to give it to you? I mean, I wish it would. Uh, that was your joke, Josh. You're welcome. I, I waited as long as I could. Uh, I didn't need to make it. Somebody made it for me. X is a group of act- actors set out to make an adult film in rural Texas under the noses of their reclusive hosts. But when the elderly couple catches the young guests in the act, the cast finds themselves in a desperate fight for their lives. <laughs> it looks awesome. It, the, the trailer for it is really good. It's at a, also at a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. <laughs> Uh, its audience score is a 74, which is on par, because it is a A24 horror film, which can sometimes review well, and then the audiences can be split. But 74 is still pretty high. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do want to see that. I will watch it at some point, but like I said, I doubt that one's going to be in movie theaters. Anyways, there's a lot of movies coming up. Hey, in a couple of weeks, you're going to finally get to hear us to tell you what the top 10 movies uh, 2021 were, as well as all the individual winners, as well as video games. Top 10 video games for 2021 and individual category winners, because all words are coming out. Uh, we're going to be recording those soon, so make sure you stay tuned for that, and then we'll be back with all of our regular stuff. There's a fuck ton of TV stuff. We got a lot of shows we need to finish, start catching up on. A lot of good video games have come out, so we'll slowly be tackling those. It takes more time, but as always, there's a bunch of good shit to talk about. We'll continue doing it, and we'll see you guys there. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for parts two and three. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us, too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Blue waffles. Well, I got Evan. I ain't seen going back. She went to the well one more time than I thought, and it was good. It was comedy fucking gold, Josh, and you respect it. Comedy does coming through. Uh, you're right. That was awesome.